Hey, this is Chris. Before we get to the show, let me tell you a little bit about Anchor. Anchor is our way of we record podcasts. Fantastic. Let me tell you why. It's easy. It's free. There are creation tools that we can record and edit your podcast right from your phone and your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. So it can be heard on such um, providers as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many, many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need in a podcast and so much more. Check out Anchor, and you can find it all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Anchor, it's a fantastic way of creating your first podcast and making it work. Hey, welcome. It is the Ohioan on a very snowy, well, I guess the snow's gone, but there's snow all over the place. There's sleet all over the place. A Tuesday, February 16th. Brandon, are you snowed in? No, I think um got a lot of snow, probably more than I've seen in the last few years in a, win- in a winter in central Ohio. Um, it's just, you know, technically the snow came and hasn't left, but, um, you know, so um, it's it's icy out there, and uh, um, it's just kind of uh, cleaned up all the footprints I made it from the last still past week. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, I I don't know if we're snowed in, but you should not go on the roads. Um, follow the advice of Matt uh, Bruning. We talked to him yesterday, and Matt said, "Hey, don't go out unless you really, really have to." And so, unless you have to, stay at home. It's nice though. A lot of us are working from home. Schools are off today, so just take it easy. Hang out your house, have fun, have some hot chocolate. I, I, str- I strongly disagree, Chris. Well, I think you, you, I, people should not be told. The government should not tell people to stay home. They should not tell people uh, to be safe. They should. I shouldn't. And that um, I should drive at oh. the speed limit oh, okay. on these snowy roads because that's living in fear. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> You referred to our talk yesterday about what you should or shouldn't do with COVID. But, yeah, no reason to go outside. Uh, I think I don't know if there's any schools in Ohio that are open today. I'm, I'm sure there might be one or two here or there. But, hey, just chill out. And, again, it's not governmental regulation. It's just relax. I mean, I got work today, but it's nice. I'm working from home, work on this chair. Uh, it's going to be good. It'll be a good day. And throw your kids outside. We're, we're hoping to take the kids out a little bit later today. They'll play in the backyard. Um, uh, my 14-year-old was pointing outside. Uh, we got home. We took a quick drive before the sleet happened. We got home and the sleet started. It was about 5 p.m. yesterday. And he keeps pointing outside the trampoline. I want to go out in the trampoline. I'm like, no, you know, stay inside. Stay away from the sleet. It should be good. Um, yeah, so Brandon's here. And uh, Craig is not feeling well today. Uh, Craig's blaming shoveling yesterday. And, Brandon, I want to talk about that real quick because we're, gonna, we're on Snow Watch today. Is there a rule, because my wife and I were arguing about this the other day, do you have to shovel the sidewalks in front of your house? I've heard conflicting 
anecdotes from people over the years. Right. The general principle was, yes, legally you should clean your really? sidewalk. Well, oh, I mean, like you, you could be you could be liable if not someone is what I've was always heard. But then someone told me like, oh, that got changed that you won't be held liable if someone slipped on your sidewalk. But my wife, though, the good Samaritan she is, says, go clean it out for people who need to walk to the bus. So she's uh, got a big heart. And so she says, you know, whether it's required or not, you should do it out of the goodness of your heart. So so today I'm not surprised if she texts me or, or calls me to say, hey, shovel the snow. Do you have like a city bus in front of your or near your house? We do have a bus route that go, uh, really? um, oh, uh, on our street. Not like, thankfully, a stop right in front of our house, um, but one a couple block a block or so down the street. So wow, that would be nice. I mean, uh, when before I was moved to a position where I could work from home, I had to take the bus, and it was a pain because I had to drive ten minutes to the bus stop and then take the bus, which goes longer. It, it felt like it was a hour and a half process for me to get from. Easton, which is like a normally a 15, 20 minute drive downtown uh, to go to the bus stop, take the bus downtown. It just added so many layers. So to have a bus stop near your home, very uh, key, man. I want your house because of that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I took it one time to downtown at my old downtown job and uh, it was kind of nice. You know, I kept thinking, man, I could have just taken the bus and gone home and, or you know, take the bus to work in the morning and and not have to worry about the commute to downtown because sometimes, it, man, it just that's like that first morning commute. It's always that wakes you up because you have to like, oh no, there's cars. Everyone's driving like a maniac, and yeah, it's. it's well, it's I insane. stopped. I stopped riding the bus right before when COVID hit. You know, like crazy. Yeah, and it, it was crazy because it was right before, like it was right before the world got shut down, pretty much. And I got to the point where I told my wife, no, I'm not risking COVID by driving downtown. I told my boss, I'm working from home. And they made arrangements. It was all good. I got to work from home. But, man, I remember the last day I, I drove the, rode the bus downtown. It was before we got into social distancing. It was just right when Amy Act and Mike DeWine were talking every day. And it was crazy because um, I got on one day. And I'm like, all right, I'm the first person on the bus. 20 people got on the bus. They sat right around me. And I'm like freaked out because you know just with social distancing and everything. And shortly after that, I'm like, ah, I can't ride the bus anymore. But hey, if the world gets better, COVID goes away, maybe I'll ride the bus again. It's, it's not bad, not expensive. You don't have to worry about parking. It, it's great, you know. So sounds good. Well, let's talk a little bit about the snow over the weekend. Well, yesterday into today, um, Southern Ohio, we had um, up to seven inches. Central Ohio, we had up to seven inches. Southeast Ohio, a lot of ice, which is a little even more scary than the snow. And then up in Central Ohio, uh, up in Northern Ohio, like the Cleveland area, up to a foot. So we are buried. Um, it, it's kind of interesting, Brandon. We got another snow coming in Wednesday to Thursday. And Central, they're talking about another one to three inches. I, I guess everyone should just stay home for the week, right? Oh, yeah. Probably. <laughs> I don't know anyone who wants to go out, you know, um, in this kind of weather. It's just not worth it. And um, I, I remember like several, several Christmases ago when I was doing Christmas shopping, it was it, it was some close calls on the road when everyone's crowded and out on the road and it's slushy and you're sl sliding a little bit. I think I could see the driver 
as I was sliding almost into her, like she had like a look of sca- a, f- a fear on oh, her yeah. face. Um, I somehow miraculously didn't hit her. I don't know what what I don't know why you would want to go out now for no reason. So um, just stay, enjoy. Hopefully, your boss is letting you work remotely. Well, because of the pandemic, so this is like the one blessing in disguise, so to speak. Well, here's the other thing. A lot of us here in Central Ohio and probably other places in the state, you're on level two, which says they're not warning you, but they're saying, hey, you shouldn't really go out. There are three counties as of right now, and we're taping this about 630 on Tuesday morning. They're under a level three emergency. Uh, Brandon, I don't know if you ever was under a level three, but they're saying they could arrest you if you go out unless you're a – necessary essential worker going on uh have you ever been in a level three emergency you know what i don't think so i've always kind of waited for the day of a level three but maybe it it had happened i can't remember um but i think the highest we've ever gone really is level two um and it's like the the only time things really got bad like like cripples week 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 plus schools are shut down was when windstorms in the summertime or in the late early fall had hit us a few years over the, like a couple, two times over the last 10 to 15 years that shut down, that, that cook out the power grid and, and um, um, really shut down schools. But during the winter, no, I know some people got power outages at some points during some certain blizzards, but mostly it's never been as bad with level snow emergency wise. I think I used to live up in Lake County, uh, worked up at the News Herald. And during that time, we had a couple that I thought were close to level three. We had a morning where we literally had a foot of snow come from early morning hours to noon. It was crazy. I was like looking outside all morning and the flakes were like huge coming down. And the crazy thing, especially for what we do as journalists, is, you know, think back to when your career started. You had to go to work. I mean, we had that print newspaper that was essential. A lot of our work was done with that print newspaper. And if you didn't go to the office, you couldn't get the print newspaper out. It was tough. And in essence, newspapers became essential workers. But, I mean, I work for Gannett. We do 21 daily papers across Ohio. And we've been all working remotely for the past year. And it's been interesting to see how life has changed, especially for the journalism industry. Because, you know... Level three would cripple you. Level three would be like, all right, daily paper's not coming out tomorrow. But now it's it's so much different. Um, yeah, I I don't know. From what I hear on level three, they don't arrest you if they're out. They just want to leave that option open. And they're really trying to say, how can we make so clear to you that you should not go out unless you absolutely well, it's Well, it's, this is kind of the same issue we had with, the, with Thanksgiving Day COVID enforcement. Like, yeah like the restrictions on a crowd size is like it wasn't so much if you had like, you know, I think the cutoff was 10 people. Maybe I can't remember, but let's right. say it was 10 people. I think it wasn't like if you had 15 people over 20 people over, no one's going to come busting your doors down and arresting you. It was more like in case, you know, there was some block party going on in front of the house. Like people were spilling out of the, out of the house and there was like grills thrown up. I think that's, it gives the uh, local authorities more of a, uh, uh, enforcement ability to say a judgment call to say, Hey, this is, this is crazy. You should all be socially distanced and stay home. Um, so in that sense, level three, so emergencies are just that, you know, giving that tool to, to law enforcement is to say, Hey, why are you all sledding on this hill? Right. Uh, you should be all at home, go home. 
Or if, um, like, if you're driving around, they're probably not going to pull you over. But if you're doing something crazy, they'll pull you over. And unless you're a doctor or, or somebody really deemed essential, they can probably arrest you. If you know, if you're out there, you know, being crazy. One of the areas that the level three is on, uh, Brandon, you and I worked in this area, Crawford County, which I think is smart because honestly, Brandon, if you remember. Crawford County Route 30 was a little bit of a highway that kind of went through Galleon and Bucyrus and all those other places. Man, there were a lot of other roads in Crawford and Richland County you would not want to be caught on <laughs> on a day like today. My goodness. So, I, 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 I sometimes got feared for my life after a basketball game. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm driving home to Delaware at the time, so that was those are fun. <laughs> yeah, it, it was crazy. Uh, crazy times and it's different and i'm wondering if like covid and everything we're less likely to have stuff i i mean i guess yeah you're right back at that time you had to cover high school games you know, if you were sports writing and it's just yeah weird time weird time so very interesting uh some of the other things uh, about the storm i wanted to mention um like we talked about a lot of schools are closed which you know makes definitely sense um, and again, you've got COVID, you've got the storm. It just a lot of reasons to be at home. Um, like I said yesterday, and the podcast is up. You can uh, take a listen to it. We were excited to have Matt Bruning on. Uh, he's a spokesman for um, ODOT. And it was really interesting talking to him. We talked about what crews go through and everything. And he was telling me yesterday uh, because I said, hey, the snow's supposed to stop. At midnight, from what I understood, I'm not sure when it stopped last night. But I said, "Well, do you guys have enough time to clear it off?" And he was talking about the danger of piled up snow. He's just like, "If you got piled up snow on the road, it's easier said than done to move it." And with the ice and the sleet and everything else, it becomes really hard. Um, it was funny. We were talking about. I said, "Hey, I got a couple of kids in my house that are rooting against you because he talked about does ODOT win or does Mother Nature win? You know these. You know, do you clear off the roads or not?" He's like, yeah, I got a couple of kids too. So, man, how would that be? We talked about like media, like people in our family that don't like the media. Can you imagine if ODOT working for ODOT and having kids rooting against you in your house? That'd be kind of tough. It's like, hey, Dad, uh, hope uh, have a good day at work. I hope you fail. <laughs> yeah, it happened pretty much. He, he was chuckling about that. He said, hey, that, that's our problem. It's like, I want, Dad, if I go to school, you, you, you disappointed my. <laughs> Me and my entire school. <laughs> but apparently ODOT won. So I'm not ODOT. Mother Nature won last night. Yeah, ODOT didn't win. But no, ODOT does a great job. And uh, Matt uh, did a great job explaining what was going on. So, yeah, a lot of interesting things. Um, looking through uh, the dispatch, had a really great coverage yesterday. Um, I guess there were things that the precipitation kind of went on to 2 a.m. overnight and just a lot. Um, they were saying that the record snowfall um, since December 1st, there's been a total of 21 inches, and that is a record uh, because it's passing the 30 year average of 17 and a half inches. So from December 1st to February 15th, it's usually 17 and a half. We've already got 21 and a half inches. So I guess winter has not gone away. No, it hasn't. It's February though. So February, I feel like is always the more, is the uh, fiercer winter weather month in central Ohio. Like January could be, could be nice. It, uh, like December, but 
Um, February is usually where if if you didn't get hit in January, you're definitely going to get hit in February. Um, and so, like in March, that's when things kind of March is like I call it the long hangover of winter because they were like slowly coming out a bit, and you just it's March is the worst in a way because you kind of you kind of want it to end by that point, but it hasn't really truly end. And sometimes it, I think it's winters over the last few years feel like they've treaded a little bit more into April now. Because, but um, hopefully by then that's when temperatures start to warm up. Though it's really in April. Yeah, a lot of great information on the dispatch.com article. We'll link to it here in the podcast. You can take a look at it yourself. Uh, Columbus, I didn't know this, Brandon. There is a app that tracks where the road crews are at, too. Um, you know, Matt was joking from ODOT saying, hey, ODOT doesn't do roads, uh, because uh, like back roads, because I guess everyone complains to ODOT if in their allotment they live in, the, the roads are covered. And Matt's like, no, ODOT, we take care of highways. We don't care. If, we don't take care of the um, you know, roads around your house or something. But uh, Warrior Watch, I guess, is an app you can download. I, I'm going to have to check this out for myself. They kind of track where the road crews are at uh, clearing off roads around Columbus. I thought that was kind of neat. Yeah. Um, you know, it's always a good thing about to know a good a demonstration in federalism where local governments responsible for their roads state governments are responsible for the bigger roads and federal government might be maybe responsible maybe i don't if the federal i don't think there's like a federal plowing system out there but they probably help out with fundings and making sure the states are able to get resources to um salt and whatnot but um um maybe that's if they're generous but um yeah uh yeah, Columbus has their own plowing service, I believe. Um, and, um, yeah, you can choose that, use their service to kind of locate what's going on in your neighborhood. Um, best thing strategy, though, is if you hopefully everyone by now has realized that a, a two-wheel drive vehicle is not the best route. Maybe yeah. to get a, get a four-wheel drive if you can, you know, and um, try to use that in, in your local roads and then, um, you know, then kind of use that to get to work safely, take your time and, you know, but hopefully you don't have to go in the office today. (laughs) Well, and I think the other hard thing about it, and I love Columbus. I mean, I, I can probably 90, well, let's take that back. 99.9% of Columbus. I love the only thing about Columbus that frustrates me is people don't know how to drive during the winter. So especially if you're in Columbus and you're listening to this today, slow it down. I've been in an accident where I got plowed in the back by a guy uh, that, kept going fast. Like he could, they didn't know how to stop and they were going to speed limit. You were joking about this earlier, but they literally were going to speed limit on Morris during an ice storm. I'm like, okay, if you have to drive, go slow, you know, um, was it a pickup truck? No, it, it was, it was actually like a, um, minivan, uh, because it was weird. The minivan hit the car behind us, which put the car behind us into our car. Uh, we were fine, which is great, but it told the car, it kind of stunk. Insurance paid for it. Definitely wasn't our fault, but it was a rough night, especially during an ice storm. It, it stunk, and, you know, thankfully my daughter was okay. It kind of scared us because it kind of went into the trunk. Obviously, our daughter was in the back seat, but she was okay. It scared her more than anything, but it just it, it slowed down. That's the point. You know, if you, if you have to drive today, you know, don't drive unless you have to, but if you have to drive, take your time. I mean, uh, Bruning was saying, 
uh, it could take up to three times as much time, which tells me you probably should drive a third of what you normally drive. So if the, the speed limit's 60, try to drive 20. Don't sit there and go, hey, let me try to drive 60 and see what happens. It's not going to work out at all. Yeah, and, um, um, you know, blinker, put your blinkers on, um, maybe to help out, to let people, visibility might be low, so blinkers are helpful. Um, a, lot of, a lot of common sense stuff um, we're putting out, and probably you already know, but you'd be surprised. <laughs> um, and, and, and obviously in transparency, if you listen to the show for any amount of time, I work for the Dispatch, I work for the Inquirer, so I'm going to definitely pimp my work as much as possible, but lots of good information. I mean, I was scanning for this dispatch story as we were talking. Now, a lot of good information about what's happening currently, uh, what the roads are like, and good safety tips. And also, check out Matt uh, Brennan's podcast from yesterday where we talked a lot of good information there and just some good insight about what, what's it like to be at ODOT. I mean, we always wonder what's like to clear the highways, and Matt gave good information. We hope that Matt get back soon. It should be good. Um, yeah, real quick, I was scanning for the Beacon Journal story. Uh, there'll be a link to that also on the podcast. Yeah, up to a foot, um, nine inches up in Akron, up to a foot once you get more up toward the Cleveland area. So very snowy. I'll tell you, we think about our friend Greg Morton. And again, thanks for coming on the show. Man, Greg's got to be careful. He, he may not be able to get to Akron this weekend, full of snow. You never know. Yeah, uh, safe safe travels, Greg. Um, yes. You know, I was up there when I was in Youngstown, Chris. It was funny. I, my, I had a nice little Hyundai Elantra that was not a four-wheel drive. And I drove oh. that sucker. I drove it around like because to cover the news, you know. Um, and yeah. one of my uh, suburbs of Youngstown uh, I had covered was called Camel. It's not oh. like him, Campbell, but pronounced Camel. And they oh, had really? always. Oh, they, I never knew that. Okay. Yeah, uh, but they had this hill. This hill. I always had to go up this bloody hill, um, frozen hill, and I don't know how I was able to get how I was able to go up and down that hill to get to the police station to look at reports. Um, it was, it was like, um, it was nerve wracking to say the least. So yeah, um, I'm surprised I survived. <laughs> I don't know. I think it was worse going down it, but um, yeah. Had some family that lived up in Youngstown for a long time. So we took many trips up there and I actually worked in Youngstown for uh, not long. <laughs> didn't I didn't want to stay there too long um, before I moved to the Galleon area. But it was about, what was it, eight months maybe? I can't remember how long I was up there for. But, man, it, it's like a second degree tier of the snow belt. I never knew that. I mean, I lived right in the snow belt, and the snow belt was crazy. Man, I went up to Youngstown. We were in the winter, and we were getting clobbered with snow. And, yeah, it's not the snow belt in Youngstown, but it's very close to the snow belt. I mean, I can't believe how much snow we got there sometimes. Yeah, crazy. I was. My car was like parked. We, I was living at an apartment complex at the time, and I was parked like um, in the parking lot. And um, snow would there be enough snow to where I was like, oh shoot, I can't get out. Yeah. Um, I had to go get a shovel, <laughs> buy a shovel from Giant Eagle, and shovel shovel out like probably as hard as Craig was this last night. So um, um, just to get out, my car out of the parking lot, it was a nightmare. Um, thankfully, able to get a four-wheel drive vehicle now um, um but uh yeah it was it those were some scary times with that elantra i'll tell you <laughs> definitely definitely all right well again 
stay safe out there. I'm sure we'll talk a little bit more tomorrow about the snow. Um, thankfully, it doesn't appear that any more snow is coming, so we're just digging out. So be good. I'm arguing with my wife. I'm like, hey, we need to invest money. Usually uh, this time of day, we got kids that want to shovel our driveway. And I don't know if I want to be like Craig is when I get sick over it, so maybe I'll invest some money and help make a kid's day and give him money for it. Who knows? We'll see what happens today. Uh, let's talk about something uh, different. Uh, up in the Mansfield area, Brandon, you and I used to work up there uh, for Galleon. We covered some stuff in Richland County as well. And this businessman up there got himself in trouble. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I never went to this place. Brad Humble, he lives in Mansfield. He owns two Ontario businesses, one called Just Hustle Cycle and Fitness and Exceses, Escape Rooms, I believe. Um, and he went on social media and he got upset and he was talking about, hey, women should wear makeup. And he's shaming women for not wearing makeup. And I don't know what's happening here, Brandon. Um, here's a quote from his post. Wherever you watch TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, whatever platform you use, you've had to see this. So you see this girl, she's got no makeup on and then she's putting up on makeup, and they snap something, and she's in full garb with makeup. Most times, it makes people want to buy that makeup. You know what it does to me? It makes him want to find out who her husband is and send him a present because he's got to live with the girl with no makeup on all the time. I'm going to get a lot of DMs from people like, oh, you understand, people are beautiful on the inside and the outside. I get that. But guess what? Don't go on there and make videos if you're ugly. And all of a sudden, you're pretty and expect me not. I mean, I'm trying to say they should put a tab on the bomb that has a Venmo for the husband, and we can Venmo him $5 to go get some food. What's going on? Again, and this is the quote from this guy from Mansfield that owns some businesses in Ontario. He goes on social media, and he says all that. What's happening here? Why, why would you do that? Why does anyone do anything, Chris, is the always the question, but... um. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's a very, um, I don't know. People will call it sexist or misogynistic comment and I'll leave it up to whoever the, the viewers decide which one is the better word for that kind of comment, you know, um, um, you know, and, uh, yeah, it, it's, I, I can't even touch this. It's just, too, it's like, why, why, why do people feel the need to put this much energy into critiquing other people's looks and appearances? Um, it's, it must be nice of him not to, you know, have to be held to a standard of, oh, you know, does he groom? Does he go to the men's groomers and, uh, get his beard well-kempt or whatever? I mean, it's, <laughs> I don't know. I don't get it. Well, his wife has a makeup business. Now, the story doesn't say if at the end he says, hey, that's why you should go to my wife's. Check her out. You get 20% off. Everything's good. You know what I mean? Uh, he just made those comments, and the story was kind of inferring that, hey, maybe that was the motivation behind his comments. That's why he kind of went off on that, but very strange. Now, I can see some people saying, Brandon, Chris, and Craig, you guys are hypocrites because you're online for an hour each day talking about current events. You're spouting off your opinions and everything else. Well, my answer to that is, we have to be careful. Believe me, if there's some topics I'd love to talk about in this podcast, and we can't. Uh, Brandon, I think, what, we spent 20 minutes after the podcast 
talking about issues that happened over the weekend. And pretty much all three of us were like, we can't touch this on the regular podcast. And we talked about offline, which is fine. But what I'm saying is we have to be careful about what we say. Yeah, we make some controversial comments. Yeah, we could probably get in trouble for some things we say. But there's a lot of things we have to kind of really, really toe the line because we're out there. You know, you can Google Brandon. You can see what he says on the podcast. And, you know, we got to be careful. But what I'm saying is I don't know how it helps anybody to come out there and just spout off about women who don't wear makeup. I mean, I'm like, what the heck? It just doesn't make sense. And also, too, as a businessman, okay, and again, I hate the word cancel culture, but realize the the era that we're living in. When you really give hot takes, you run the risk of really, really affecting your business. And look, there's a story there. On the Mansfield News Journal website, you own businesses in Ontario. Could that hurt your business? Which has got to be something you got to think about before you do that, right? I mean, the saying goes, the internet is forever. Yeah. By now, I think there's no excuse. You got to be, you kind of got to be aware of it at this point. You should be teaching your kids that the internet is forever. I mean, you know, I think that's why, in some ways, we, maybe journalists journalists uh, should reconsider how we cover even high school and middle school students when they get into trouble because. You know, that stuff will come back to haunt them like two knows twenty a prank that they did in school might come back to haunt them twenty years down the road and it's just adolescent growing pains or whatever you want to call it. I don't know. I'm getting off tangent here. But the point is it's like we should all be wary of 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 um of what we say and do uh, at the very least in our in our uh on when it comes to our own publishing outlets and forums, whether it's on social media or any other uh outlet on the internet. Now, we need to say this in, in fairness. Okay, he posted on, on Facebook. He did take the video down, and he later posted an apology on social media where he says, ladies, I'm sorry. It was a mistake. I was trying to be funny. I said things the wrong way. I never meant to make feel, people feel bad. I feel terrible. Hope you accept my apology. I'm so embarrassed. Please forgive me. And then he also, um, you know, the news journal who wrote the story, they contacted him. And he did another statement in the news journal saying, I'd like to sincerely apologize for the pain and harm and sensitive video uh, caused. I'm listening. I hear you all. As a father to a little girl, I'd like to thank you for opening my eyes to what Carol's words can do. I have learned a valuable lesson. I hope you can accept my apology as I continue to work for myself and grow. My hope is as we all move forward together as a community, on the behalf of women I hurt, I'm responding to your requests. It would be my honor to make a donation to Harmony House, which is a homeless shelter up in the area. And, okay, give him credit. At least he apologized. He didn't double that's down. A gro- that's a groveling apology if I ever heard yes, one. Yes, right, right. I'll, I'll, exactly. I'll, I'll cut, him a, cut him some slack there. I mean, you you oftentimes, oftentimes get these higher-profile folks, <laughs> whether it's in politics or any other place, that do the half-half half apology, or yeah. it's not really – like that um, – like that Biden, uh, Biden, um, White House press aide who, yeah, his initial apology was really not an apology, so people read it that way. So, um, this apology is slathered with, I'm, I'm groveling, I'm, I'm I am like deeply, <laughs> deeply ashamed. So, it's definitely, well, I cut this guy slack. So, well, it sounds like Google an apology. Write it in and you know, add a sentence or two to personalize your situation. You know, it, it didn't sound very different than other apologies we see. You know what I mean? Um, and 
I, I'm sure he feels bad, but does he feel bad because there's a story out there? Does he feel bad because it's hurting his business? And the other thing, too, is, okay, yeah, we all say things we shouldn't and everything. And, again, geez, Brandon, we have two uh, two years of podcasts that if people want to go through, I'm sure you can find something that people could try to cancel us over or something we said that was unfortunate. I get that. But, in partly, we can, be a, we can apologize for the comments we make, but if we make the comments, we kind of feel that way. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Um, wait, what was the question? I was like, I kind of lost that train of thought there. Sorry. Well, I, I guess what I'm saying is, okay, let's say you and I said something horrifyingly racist, okay? You know, and the show ends, and somebody listens to it and is like, oh my goodness, Brandon and Chris are horrifyingly racist. Okay, so we come on next day and we apologize. Hey, we shouldn't have said that. We're very sorry. Um, Here's a donation to some group. Hopefully everything's okay. All right. Yeah. Maybe we've learned. Yeah. We can become better people. We're not going to make those same type of comments again. But again, if we're making those comments, that's kind of ingrained on who we are. We can't just say, Oh, I said this awful thing, either about women or. I mean, it's the equivalent of like the mafia that go to mass to, get forgiven for <laughs> for whoever they whacked off yeah uh, it, it is kind of like it is kind of like the uh, another met- metaphor is where um you know the hus- boy is angry and the husband and then the and the father tells him oh hammer a nail in and when you're not angry take the nail out and after the boy does this several times the, the father points out look at how many holes you put into this board that's like how much damage you've done out of anger in, in a sense, that can translate well to, you know, think before you speak, think before you write, think before you post. Um, and that's kind of, that's why he, the key word here is he said he made a careless, careless remarks. Um, and that's quite evident. But um, I don't know how anyone can think like, oh, making fun of, making fun of a, uh, uh, that this woman looks ugly and that it's, and that you have to feel sorry for the husband. When, when he, because he has to see her without the makeup on, because that's when she looks ugly without makeup. It's, it's kind of like, how is that funny? <laughs> I, I guess. Um, well, well and to me, it takes another step. Like, my wife's not makeup wear, which is fine. I mean, that's great. That's no problem. I actually, personally, for myself, I mean, I'm like, I would be weirded out if she wore tons of makeup. So, I mean, it's fine. But I'm not making value judgments of her either way based on that. Well, it's one thing if you have that personal feeling. Like, you look at your spouse and say, my spouse does this. I like that. I appreciate the fact she does this. Whatever this might be. You know what I mean? It's quite another thing if you go online and say, hey, everyone should be like this. You know, I can't believe you're not like this. You know what I mean? Like, okay, fine. He prefers, you know, his wife likes makeup. You know, he, he likes that. He loves his wife. He is attracted to his wife because of it. That's fine. And maybe in his mind, he could say, boy, I prefer a woman to wear makeup. That's great. But to go online and start yelling about people with spouses who don't wear makeup is kind of weird. You know what I mean? You could have, like, this personal feeling where you say, I prefer this. But to go online and shame people who don't do that, it's just. Well, bizarre. I mean, have, have, a, have a good, good, share that with your buddies, like, offline. Yeah. Right, like show it on your phone. Share your share your because people that your friends will know who you are. You know they'll yeah. take it. They'll might agree with you. They might even say, "Hey, everyone's got more of those kind of jokes that that are not really meant for society. They're just meant right. for 
the quiet conversation. And honestly, it's um, with friends, you know, because, you know, society doesn't know you. I, we don't know this guy. People who listen to this podcast, if any, if any, uh, don't know this, don't know this guy. So, I mean, we don't know, you know, what, what this, all we can tell is this, the judge, the thought, the thought in the words by, by its, by its content and the context it's putting out. So, and that's like why, you know, be mindful of what you say is in who you say it to is so important in today's 21st century, I'm afraid. Now, I haven't had a chance to talk to the Mansfield Air about this. I wouldn't mind asking him um, kind of the thought behind the story. I can see some people out there going, well, why is the news journal going after somebody based on what they said on social media? Well, one, this guy's a public figure. He owns a business in, in town. But secondly, what he wrote had 23,000 comments to it, which kind of makes it definitely newsworthy. So if, you know, Brandon, you make a comment on your social media and everyone gets upset, well, if five people wrote comments, it's not a story. But if twenty three thousand people wrote something about what you said or didn't say, I mean, yeah, it makes a story. I mean, I'm curious if his Facebook profile was private or public, um, or did he do this like on an official page for the business? Um, you know, that's kind of. Um, I mean, we've had some similar cases down here in Columbus where, um owner business owners had put out some sort of you know posts that um um you know were more um critical of the black lives matter movement or you know or kind of like kind of more but maybe you know not necessarily just saying we disagree with it respectfully but we more of a you know share a meme or a joke that um that seemed to uh, involve a little bit of a, a violence or whatnot and a lot of people are like oh i'm not patroning at your business anymore um you know, just got to be careful, you know, what you yeah. put out there. It looks like it doesn't make clear if it was on like a personal page or on a work page, but I think either way it was something that could be shared because I, you know, I, I don't know. But, but so, you know, to what everything you're saying, be careful what you post online uh, because, again, it's social media. And part of media is it's public. You know what I mean? Stuff's going to get out there. You got to be careful, you know? And again, for those who say, well, you guys aren't being careful. Yes, we are. There's a lot <laughs> more stuff that we could say that we just don't say on a podcast. So definitely true. Hey, a couple real – well, you know, actually, um, we're getting near time. So uh, we have we have a couple other stories we can get to. They can be saved till t- tomorrow. So for a rainy day, Brandon. It's good to have stories for a rainy day. So let's let's do that. <laughs> Um, let's start to wrap up. Um, I haven't got a chance to uh, do our advertisers and sponsors. Uh, Chase Bank, again, if you're like, man, what have I listened to for the past 40 minutes? Sign for Chase Bank. Um, <laughs> I, I, I'm always having a weird time looking at Brandon once they say this. So I'm going to cover up that screen. It'll be good. But no, try Chase Bank. It's worked for me. I'll put it that way. It's been awesome for me. Sign for uh, Chase. Put a direct deposit to it. And you'll get paid 200 bucks. Also, uh, check out Manly Man Company, Caribbean Apparel, um, you know, Dropbox. We don't talk about Dropbox that much. I'll tell you, Brandon, I, I hate the fact of having your own little disk. You got to put all your information in. Dropbox, pull your information, store it securely online. And that way, no matter what computer you use in the future, everything, uh, check out Dropbox. You can get free space by clicking the link on our 
um, on our website and on the podcast. Brandon, you haven't had any bad experiences with Dropbox before, have you? Well, it's not uh, so much of a bad experience, but I feel like there are kind of better. I'm, I better not talk. We're going to get all of our, all these okay. uh, makeup, makeup sponsors outside of us. Okay. <laughs> all right. So Dropbox is great. Man, I, I may have to, like, kick Brandon out of the studio once to do it because I'm looking at him and I'm having a hard time keeping a straight face. So uh, looking away from Brandon. So, yeah, check out our sponsors. Yes. Check out our sponsors. No matter what Brandon tells you, check out our sponsors. Yeah, I do use Dropbox and Chase. That's factual evidence there. Yes. Brandon is a user of Dropbox and Chase. We'll put it that way. Um, also, too, yeah, share us on social media. Um, Brandon was showing me the other day, getting more likes on social media. And I like the fact when I don't recognize the likes. It's more than just my mom and my cousin and my sister. Uh, there's others. And uh, thank you for checking out the podcast. Share it with your friends. If you love it or if you hate it, definitely share it with your friends. And Brandon, I got excited yesterday uh, seeing a lot more clicks on links to subscribe to us online. Um, again, you could we're on all these podcast catchers from Stitcher to Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, a bunch of other places. Um, Brandon, I got to tell you this. Uh, you know, we talked about the ones we're on. We are on podcast catchers I'm not even aware of. Have you ever heard of, and it's loading right now, so give me a second. Yeah, so Anchor, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, Stitcher, uh, Spotify, those are really good ones to catch us out on. But, you know, there's Pocket Cast, there's Radio Public, um, there's Breaker. Uh, some of these I haven't heard of, but you can catch us on those too. So lots of different places to catch a show on. And also Twitch. Uh, we're, we're live on Twitch now. Hey, everybody on Twitch. Hopefully everybody's going okay out there. Check us out on Twitch. Brandon, I'm, I want to try to Twitch a video game. Um, we, we may have that as bonus content uh, for people who like our show sometime. I haven't had the chance yet, but, but hopefully we'll check out Twitch. I'm looking forward to the time where COVID's over. We can meet in person. I got Brandon over. Maybe we can Twitch together. How about that? Oh, gosh. <laughs> I'll be like, oh, I'm responding for the umpteenth time here. <laughs> Brandon's secretly hoping COVID goes forever, so he never has to come and Twitch. <laughs> An awful thing to say, but hey, Brandon would rather have COVID crisis than playing a video game. But hey, it's okay. We're all different people. It makes it it makes us work together really well. It's great. Uh, what else should we promo before we take off? Um, yeah, yeah, so check out our website. Also check out, I got to talk about this later this week. I got to figure out what this is. We have contest posts every day on our site. Brandon, you got to check out viewfromthepew.club uh, because every day we post a bunch of contests you can win. My wife is telling me, my wife does not like going to viewfromthepew.club, but she found a cat litter. Um, on that cat litter, she's trying to win. I actually won a car wrap. The other day, I'm trying to figure out what it is, uh, how I can redeem it. So, a bunch of ways to win contests. Also, check out viewfromthepew.club. Brandon, anything else you want to shout out before we close for the day? Uh, I have nothing, but um, yeah, just stay inside. Yeah, stay inside. Brandon was joking earlier when he said, Hey, go out and drive the speed limit on the road. So, 
Hey, we we got to be careful. I don't want to hear that news story later today where there's a horrible 20 car crash and the person's like, Yeah, I was listening to this podcast that told me to drive the speed limit. <laughs> yeah, Brandon was oh, just man. kidding. Yep. Governor DeWine's going to have another press conference at 6 15 p.m. Yes. <laughs> or so on Friday. The Ohioan, oh, the Friday, it has to be Friday. The Ohioan right. is an enemy of, of the Ohioan people. Yes. So. Yeah, yeah, just Governor DeWine, if you check out Friday's show with Greg Morton, Greg's a funny guy. He's kidding, he's joking, he loves Ohio. He didn't mean what he you, said. You attack Akron, you attack all of us. <laughs> yes, yes, very true. <laughs> I, I was uh, little. I was trying to get Greg Morton to have a Pat Sajak moment, where you know the Beacon Drill could write about, and we get more clicks that way. It should be great. Uh so very good. Well, hey, uh, for, uh, again, uh, Craig not feeling well today. Hopefully, we'll see him back tomorrow. For Brandon, this is Chris. Hey, thanks for checking out the Ohioan. Share it with your friends. Share some people you don't like. Hey, you know, maybe that's a good way of making their day. So we'll see you again tomorrow. Have a great day, everybody. Bye-bye.